All right, good morning. <laughs> I trust you guys are well and that you've had an amazing weekend. It's, um, it's really a, an honor to be, to be sharing with you. And uh, can I, I, just, I just want to pray again. I just feel, feel there to pray again for us. Uh, your Father, we, we're here for you, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would come and that you would work in our hearts, God. Father, that it would be your words, Lord, that it would be your spirit. And, you know, Father, we love you. It's why we're here. It's, it's, it's who we are. It's, it's, it's a love for you. And, um, our God, may you receive your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Yeah, so, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Someone complimented me on my outfit this morning. And I must say, I feel quite like a, a Woolies model. Uh, if, if I was to be a mannequin in the bulk section, and not because of muscles, but yeah, just because of body, body structure. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's really it's just what I have on my heart for us this morning. Is, is actually, I want to build on, on what Richard shared last week. And, and, it, and it was basically, the message was about us as the church participating serving, loving, and just really contributing given us and that He's entrusted to us. And I really felt challenged by that, is, is to, to steward what the Lord has given me. And, and what Richard said um, Sunday was so profound where he said that it's impossible to love the groom and not love the bride. But a question in my head popped up when he mentioned that, and I thought, like, okay, but where, where does our love for the bride or, or our love and, and our service for the bride come from? Where do, we, where do we find that? Where is it inspired? Where is the motivation for it? And it comes from the love that we have for God. Is that our service and our gifts that we give unto the Lord starts with loving Him. And, and just as Richard mentioned that it's impossible to love the groom and not the bride, this morning I want to say that it's impossible to love the bride but not love the groom. It starts with loving him. And Richard mentioned as well that one of the key, mom- one of the key points or, or some of the actually like a how-to moments is, is that we need to cultivate this personal relationship with Jesus and that it's our primary relationship and that it's out of this relationship that our serving hearts are started that our service is is thrusted forward it's it's by loving him first it's by loving the groom in order to serve the bride and the way that we love Jesus will ultimately overflow in the way we serve it will show on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. Is the way that we love the Lord will really show in the way that we serve, whether it's on a Sunday, whether it's on a Wednesday. It starts with loving Him. And there's a few points that I would just love to, to look at um, in, in order for us to to love Jesus and to serve the body well. 
And it's not a formula. I've, I'm not a big maths guy, so when I saw formulas in, in like from grade 10 to, to matric, I was like, this is not me. <laughs> where, where are the, the word sums? What's your word summer? No, I'm not going to use graphs when, when I study theology. <laughs> Little did I know that it, it can oftentimes help for budgeting and stuff, but that's not important. But the Lord, I really believe that the Lord isn't after a formula. He isn't after, you know, if I serve this way, then this will happen. Or if I, if I do this this many times, it, it will give this result. He's really after our hearts in our serving. Is that He wants the heart of the servant. And the first one is that our love for serving and loving the bride comes from him it ultimately comes from his heart and there's a scripture in 1 John 4 verse 19 well-known scripture and it says we love because he first loved us and I actually love the the New King James version I've never read it before but I saw the New King James version actually says that we love him because he first loved us it specifically goes into we love him because he first loved us and for us as Christians, this is the very foundation of why we serve. It's the very foundation of why we love. The very reason of us coming to church and pouring our hearts out, pouring out our gifts every Sunday, is that we love because He first loved us. And it actually... That scripture in itself is quite humbling when you realize that, oh my hat, I can only love. It's because of his love. It's nothing I conjure up on my own, but it's because he first loved. And when you look at that scripture, it almost gives you such a, uh, almost a, uh, in a sense, a glimpse of the character of God when it, when it comes to serving and loving. And it, 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 it reminds me of the story in John 13 where Jesus is washing the feet of the disciples. And I've heard many guys preaching saying that, like, probably those days, the disciples' feet, and you can imagine, they were walking in the desert and they were wearing uh, um, sandals and, yeah, not like we have today, the Havianas and things. I think they, they wore a lot more traditional stuff than we do. And it probably would have been dirty, smelly, Stinky. I don't even know if they had razors then. So who knew? You, you, you don't know. But here, the Son of Man, just something of the character of God when it comes to serving and love combined. Where he goes and he starts at the bottom and he washes the lowest part of the body. It wasn't a a moment where he said, I'm placing a crown on your head or I'm anointing you. Or, but he actually went and he served at the lowest part of the body. And it actually shows you the humility of the character of God when it comes to serving. That God loved us while we were still sinners. So that in return, we as the congregation or as the church could love him. Sorry, are you guys still with me? I just want to make sure. 
And just in reading that scripture, you almost feel like I need to respond in some way that, that he first loved and I can love him. You feel that man, something in your heart is just like, Yo, I need to serve. I want to serve. I'm compelled to serve. And our response is a true and sincere service and love for God every day of the week, especially manifested on a Sunday. And we can do this because He first did this. He first showed us the way. He came low and washed the feet. Our service or our serving Start with loving Him first. And then the second part is, is that we, and it's actually what, what Richard mentioned, it's, it's that we need to cultivate a relationship with Jesus. And this is our primary, our primary relationship because outside of this, it, it will just be mere service. It will, it will basically just be almost something you sign up to but when our love for God is rooted in true and sincere faith, the fruit of our service will be love. It will be a heart poured out before Jesus, given to Him freely. And oftentimes when, when I've heard guys speak about relationships, they speak about the vertical and the horizontal. And vertical being our relationship with God and horizontal being our relationship with the church or or our relationship with one another. And interesting, in Matthew 22, um, where Jesus is speaking about the first and the second commandment, well known, he said, first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And second, he said, you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. And when you look at the first two commandments, the first commandment is vertical, and the second commandment, is horizontal it's not the other way around our primary relationship is Jesus if the vertical is in order the horizontal will be fruitful and, our, and as I said our vertical or our relationship with God is our most important relationship and that it's from this relationship that we serve or that we come to him it's from this relationship that we bring our gifts, that He has given it. And if you think of it, isn't it amazing that He's given us something, not just to keep, but actually to serve Him and to give back to Him for us to bring glory to His name. And it's day by day, Sunday by Sunday, Wednesday by Wednesday, that we as the church come and that we serve and that we love the Lord and that we love the church. Our vertical is the most important and the horizontal will follow. Our serving and our love for God starts with loving Him. <laughs> we need to love Him first in order to serve Him and one of my, I want to go into a story, one of my favorite stories, um, actually a movie, not a story, is, uh, is The Last Samurai by 
Tom Cruise. I'm a big Tom Cruise fan because we are actually the same height. So, so if you ever wanted to know the South African version of Tom Cruise, it's not me, but we are the same height. So in this movie, Tom Cruise is actually is, is, uh, an American soldier in that day, way, way, way back. And there was a Japanese rebellion, and it was actually in the time of the samurai. And the, the rebellion of, of the, the leader of this Japanese rebellion was a guy called Katsumoto, who is in the movie. That, that wasn't his actual name in, in real life, but the, in the story, he's called Katsumoto. And actually, what ends up forwarding to the great part is that Tom Cruise actually ends up going from the American army and then fighting with this Japanese rebellion. So the first time I watched the movie, it was quite weird seeing this American guy fighting with Japanese guys. It was actually interesting. And in this last part, Katsumoto takes this little rebellion of Japanese samurai and he charges the imperial army of Japan this massive army and they had guns and and at that time the Gatling gun was invented so it was like one of the first machine guns and everything so you can imagine these samurai only had swords bows and arrows going up against guns and Katsumoto rallies his men and they go and they charge and I actually watched, I read like a review of the movie and it said that this charge, they all knew, every samurai warrior that day knew that this was a suicidal charge. But they did it for the love that they had for Katsumoto. Him as their leader, they saw and they said, we are behind you. And I think for us as the church, how true should that be for us when we come to Jesus and when we say, Lord, I want to serve you with all I had. And the wonderful thing about serving God, it's not suicidal, but it's eternal. Is that when we come to Him and we say, Lord, I'm following you, I'm giving everything, the reward is that we will see Him and that we will see His glory manifested. It's our love for God that compels us to serve Him. That compels us to bring our gifts before Him, to bring our gifts to the church and say, Lord, do what you want to. Have your way. It's not mine. And then the third part, that if our love for God is true and sincere, will compel us to serve him and to serve the church and this is more of a, a practical way of how we go about on a Sunday if, if we come to church and we say Lord my heart is yours it will manifest in our service to him and the way that we live our lives and we used to joke in Bible school we used to say that the single ladies always had to do look for their husbands at the back where the chairs were stacked because the guys carrying chairs were the strong ones and that, that, that was where the husbands were and I'm a big fan of one-liners so for the single people out there 
a servant heart is a good start. Okay, so, so just remember that if anything, if, if, if you take away something today, a servant heart is a good start. And even for us, I remember first year of Bible school, these matric lighties all coming fresh from the gym and having gym three times a day and protein shakes and everything. And, and we were a big year group. We were about, I think, 26 or 27 guys and about six, no, seven or eight ladies. So I can ima imagine this big group of guys we were in Bible school. And I was like, hey, I've arrived. I'm here. And in class, we had these heavy, heavy tables, these fold-up tables that we had to pack out every day, every morning, and then pack away every day. And you could see in the beginning months, in the beginning weeks, there, was, there wasn't even tables to carry because every guy tried to carry like two or three tables. And then he would walk, and these tables had, had these little handles. So honestly, you, you would get injuries because you were trying to impress the girls. And you would carry these tables, and the ladies would walk past you and say, shame, are you all right? And you say, fuck you, this is nothing. <laughs> I wish they had more tables. But actually, and this, this was my, honestly, this is how I felt. I carried the table. And one of the ladies asked, oh, you're right. And I said, yeah, no, I'm all right, man. This is, I'm serving. <laughs> but inside, I was just like, yes, Lord, I need help here. <laughs> but you could see that heart, young, not rooted in serving, not rooted in love, <laughs> but rooted to impress. And looking back at it now, at the end of that year, you could see transformed lives where hearts were to impress, but at the end of the year, the hearts were to serve and the hearts were to love the Lord. And Paul writes in Ephesians 6, verse 5 to 7, and he speaks about bond servants, and he says, Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service, or as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will, uh, doing the will of God from the heart, and rendering service with a good will, as to the Lord, and not to man. Our service starts with a sincere heart to love God, not to impress, or to carry as many tables as we can, using that figuratively but to really come and to serve Him well, to serve Him with all we have. It starts with loving Him. And I've seen there's, there's oftentimes dangers that, that come to when, when we lose this, this love for Jesus, when we, when we lose this primary relationship and serving and love is combined. And when we lose the love, the dangers of serving comes from a place of duty and it comes from a place of people pleasing. And this has been evident so many times in my life where I've had to backtrack so many times and say, Lord, what I'm busy with is not spirit, but it's flesh. 
And this is why I say that our primary relationship is our love for the groom, Jesus. And if our love is lost, our serving will become, I've seen this in my life, as I say, like it, it becomes a place of duty and not pleasure. And this is being outside of Jesus and not being properly rooted in Him. And not being filled up with Him when we've given or when we've poured out. And I felt this, that you're serving, you come on a Sunday and you, and you work and, and you get there and it's like, I'm just going through the motions, I'm packing out the chairs. And there's something that feels dead inside. And there's a scripture in Revelation 3 verse, 3 verse 1. And Jesus is speaking and he's, he's, he's speaking to the church in Sardis. And he's saying that you have the reputation of being alive. But actually you are dead. And oh, I've had to go to Jesus so many times. I have to go back to him and say, Lord, I don't want to be dead. I don't want my serving to be dead. I want it to be alive for you, Lord. And I've had to, on a Sunday, really like, and not, every, not it sounds like, it's, it's just, it's, when I felt that way, it's just like, come on, come on heart, wake up. You're serving a living God. Wake up. And then the second danger is, is the one of people pleasing. And I call this the head boy mentality. And, and I was head boy in school, and, and this is where I get the word from. And it, it really is. It comes from a place of, hey, I'm, I'm doing things to get somewhere. And oh, how I despise the person I was in high school. <laughs> Realizing that afterwards, after, be, after being saved, getting saved by the Lord. That head boy mentality, that people pleasing. And I've seen that this is a default so many times when our love has grown dim. It becomes a thing of duty and pleasing. And at COM on, on Wednesday, we shared, uh, we were at Unraise.com and it asked us to share sort of moments where you fell flat on your face and not because of the presence or the glory of the Lord, but actually because of something that was not rooted in Him. And so I shared something with them for the first time that I've actually never shared with anyone. And in my first year of, uh, of uh, no, my third year of TMT, I did an internship at Edgemead PM. And I got there as an intern, finishing Bible school, thinking, yo, I know one or two things. And, and really how the Lord quickly humbled me. So Brett and I had a conversation and and, and I saw that there was no prayer meeting in the mornings. You know, there, was, there wasn't like a prayer meeting once a week. And, and I thought, hey, okay, I'm, I'm the new intern. Maybe I can, maybe I can start a prayer meeting. And, and honestly, my heart really was, was rooted in, man, I think a prayer meeting would be great. But deep down afterwards, realizing that there was a little part that was, man, maybe if this goes well there would be some recognition and so we went on and uh, that next Sunday I got up in front of church and I announced we even had a slide that said 
prayer meeting at Brett's house. And it was really, it was this, I prepped for five minutes just to make a one-minute announcement. And really, it was this big day for me. And I said, guys, we're having a prayer meeting. It's going to be every Monday, and we're going to pray, and we're going to seek the Lord. And that night, I said, I probably set two or three alarms. And that morning came, and the prayer meeting started at 6. And Mornay woke up at 6 that morning. I overslept the prayer meeting that I was supposed to start that Monday. Ach, and I'll never forget. I woke up, and it's literally, you know, that, that moment where you almost get yourself out of bed and you make your bed in one movement. It's almost your feet haven't touched the ground, but your blanket's already down. Because I, was, <laughs> I was really so scared of, of just, I just had such fear of man of what, what are they going to say? Here am I, I had to start the prayer meeting. And I just remember Brett coming in and they actually finished the prayer meeting when I was ready. <laughs> and Brett came in and he said, don't worry, Monet, we still love you. Yes. And afterwards, I just had a moment with the Lord and I just laughed with him and I said, God, you knew. <laughs> you knew that this, this wasn't actually something that you placed in my heart, but it was actually something that I thought might be a good idea or something that would maybe please the people, would maybe see, maybe allow them to see, hey, wow, our intern is cool. Man, he's not after cool. He's after a sincere heart, rooted in serving and rooted in a love while we serve him. It starts with loving him. And Paul writes, and it's actually basically the same scripture in Colossians 3 verse 23 where it says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And that word heartily is actually translated as out of the soul or from the soul. And so for us that when we come on a Sunday, on a Wednesday, in any meeting that we have with someone from the church, that we would work heartily, that we would work from the soul. It starts with loving Him. And just as I finish off, the scripture in Revelation 2 verse 4, where Jesus is speaking to the church in Ephesus. And He's actually commending them for their hard work. And He's, he's really saying, like, well done, Ephesus. You've I've read scholars saying that the Ephesian church was a hard-working group of believers full of fortitude. And to their credit, they were gatekeepers of truth and they did not compromise with evildoers. And they showed patient endurance in bearing up under hardship. Which says that they were a hard-working church. Hard-working. And then Jesus comes and he, and he shows them and he says, you're hardworking, but I have this against you. Is that this? Your love has been lost. You've lost your first love. And as they got credit for their hard work, Jesus said in that moment, I am after your heart, not your works. And really, my heart this morning for us is that 
is that we as a church would come, that as we come, as we bring gifts, as we bring our talents, that it would be rooted in love. And that our service wouldn't have a time limit in terms of serving. That it wouldn't have a time limit. That it wouldn't have a, even a, a capacity that we would say, Lord, anywhere, anytime. It starts with loving Him. Hi, um, thank you. <laughs> um, so this morning um, I woke up and I um, actually decided to go do a psych visit at this um, 
little community called Bereaville. And um, it's actually 10 minutes out from Grayton. And um, it was something that I've been thinking about for a while, um, ever since my boyfriend's family brought it up and they said that there's literally nothing there. Um, and that the kids there, um, they don't have rugby balls, so what they do is they, um, they use Coke bottles as rugby balls. Like that's how deserted and forgotten it is. So we've been thinking of doing a project there. So we're, um, I just this morning thought, let's go and do a, a recon of the, um, of the community today. And um, I felt like this message really resonated with me with what, I don't know, call it a coincidence or a God incidence. Um, and also the fact that the camp is also happening in Grayton. Um, and I just felt really encouraged this morning. Um, and I think we as people who have houses over our heads and who are privileged enough to be able to have transport to church and to have schools in our area. Um, and I was just reminded that the privilege we have is actually God's. Um, it's God's money, it's not our money. And I think people, as people who are privileged, it's not okay to leave people in Bereasville who kick Coke bottles as rugby balls. I don't think it's okay to leave them in their suffering. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Thank you. Can we be a church that 